The mozzarella company is a disaster a minute. I mean, every minute there's something going differently than you wanted. I mean, it could be a piece of equipment. It could be a shipment that's out of your control by the shipping company. It could be something that's being shipped to you. It could be a thousand things are out of control. And so you've just got to know where to put your attention and what to concentrate on. You have to be able to prioritize and know of all these things that are swirling around, which is the one that deserves your attention and who can help you with whichever other thing that's going on. This is Real Food, handmade by people who love what they do. This is Cheese by Hand. Today on Cheese by Hand, we introduce you to Paula Lambert of the Mozzarella Company in Dallas, Texas. Well, I mean, the the most excited that I ever was, was, um, I think it was probably in 1985, I sent my cheeses off to the American Cheese Society. And uh, I had just heard about it. I mean, somebody that worked at a gourmet store told me that they were having a cheese competition or something like that. Or they, I've forgotten how I learned about it. So I sent the cheeses off and, you know, I was all excited and then I never heard anything. And then, uh, one day I got this great big brown envelope and I opened it and all these ribbons fell out. <laughs> I went, I couldn't believe it. You want, how many cheeses did you win for? Oh, I don't even know. It's on the website. It just lots. And so, it, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was great. And I thought that, and you know, so that then that made it so that we could say that, you know, we made award-winning cheeses and that it gave us some credibility because, you know, we were just nobody. Spending a couple days in the factory, as Paula calls it, made it hard to believe that the mozzarella company had ever been small, let alone so unsure of themselves. The staff move with such confidence through multiple, at sometimes even simultaneous, cheese makes. And they should have a lot of confidence. A number of her employees have been with her since near the beginning. That's 20 plus years. It takes me a minute. But then I remember that I'm in Dallas, Texas, and that this all started 25 years ago when fresh mozzarella was unimaginably, a cheese that no one had ever heard of before. I got real curious about how and why this creamery ever came to be. Well, uh, I uh, had lived in Italy for five years after college, studying Italian and art history. And I wanted, uh, eventually, nine years later, I wanted to have a business that involved Italy and food. And um, I thought of many things that I had loved while I lived in Italy. And I decided that what I had loved the most and what we didn't have in Dallas was fresh mozzarella. And so um, I was on a trip in Italy and I went to the cheese factory near the little town where I used to live. And I asked them if they would uh, tell me how to make mozzarella. And really, that first day when I went in to talk to them, I asked them one question, and it was, how much does a mozzarella machine cost? Because I thought it would be just like making pasta, 
because, you know, pasta, you had a pasta machine, mozzarella, you have a mozzarella machine. Clearly, the mozzarella company has more than recovered from their early misconceptions about mozzarella making. The reality of the situation 25 years ago was that no one was doing anything like this. Today, cheesemakers talk about how tough it is to get started in the business. And yet there are so many more resources available now, so many that were non-existent back when Paula built her factory. Luckily, Paula is ridiculously persistent and determined. She got out there and met people who could shepherd her along and help her get up and running. I was very lucky because I came across this man who was an older man who uh, had majored in dairy science. And he was probably, I don't know how old he was, he was in his 60s or 70s. He was a salesman for a dairy equipment supply company. And so he loved what I was doing. He just thought it was the greatest thing. And he had seen the business grow from when he had graduated from school and been in this industry all his life to get gigantic. And then he saw something little again and he it was just like enchanting to him so he introduced me to everyone around and he in fact helped me find the used equipment and helped me figure out everything and he knew everybody so when I said I needed to buy milk he said well just go over here to uh this dairy that was about a mile from the mozzarella company there were dairies in downtown Dallas where the symphony center is when I started 25 years ago. And there was a dairy right by the cheese factory. And I went over there and met them and uh, they said I could get the milk. So I had four milk cans and I would go over to the dairy and use the valve and open and close it and fill my little milk cans. And then we would pick them up, had a little station wagon. We'd put them in the back of the car and I'd putter over to the mozzarella company and then we'd pour them in the pasteurizer and make the cheese. You've got equipment. You have milk. Now there's just that pesky little detail of being inspected by the health department. This is one of the most challenging parts of getting a creamery open today. Paula had the good or bad luck, depending on how you look at it, of having to educate the bureaucrats about what she was doing on top of trying to just pass the inspection. You know, at first we would really be scared when the health department would come to uh, inspect us because they would just keep telling us, you know, you're doing it wrong. They're really, you know, they want to help you succeed. And they had a very hard time at the beginning understanding how this small scale company could work and make a, a, a good product and a safe product. But in later years, I've been the speaker at the health inspectors conference because they would like it for me to go there and explain to them how I can do it in a legal way and a clean and a good way that's not some great big gigantic factory, which is what everything else is. So they pass inspection and they start making cheese. Seems like everything should be coming up roses for the mozzarella company. And it is, kind of, except that people aren't lining up to buy fresh mozzarella. Believe it or not, this continues to be a make or break point in the artisan cheese business. Unfortunately, many people who go into cheese making get into it because they want to make cheese, not because they are pros at small business planning or know the first thing about making sales calls. In Paula's case, it is likely that from the beginning she loved the cheese as much or more than she did making it. 
Her enthusiasm for fresh mozzarella transformed what looked like a major obstacle into a part of their business that continues to create more opportunities. They didn't have any idea. At the mansion, the chef asked me, what is this? How do you make it? Is it made out of flour and gelatin? They'd never seen fresh mozzarella. No one anywhere. You can't believe it. I mean, this is 25 years ago. So I decided that uh, I had to change my plan immediately and I had to start focusing on restaurants. So I wasn't in business two weeks before I figured out that I couldn't sell to stores anymore because no one knew what it was. I had to sell to restaurants. My plan was that people would eat it in the restaurants, the fresh mozzarella, and then they would say, oh, this is so wonderful, what is it? And then the waiters would go back and ask the chef, where they got it, and then the waiters would go tell the people at the table, well, there's this little factory down in Deep Ellum, and you can go down there. And that's how it all got going. Considering that Paula is one of the founders of the artisan cheese movement, I wanted to hear what she thought about one of the biggest debates in cheese, raw versus pasteurized milk. Just to bring everyone up to speed, the FDA regulations on domestic and imported cheeses state that any cheese aged less than 60 days, must be made from pasteurized milk. People debate the usefulness of these regulations all the time. Do pasteurized cheeses have less flavor? Are raw milk cheeses actually safe? I could go on and on. But the point is that the mozzarella company makes both raw milk cheese and pasteurized cheese. And I wondered if there was anything more to it than that they were following the FDA regulations. I think we make a more consistent product because we pasteurize the milk, because we're starting at a clean slate every day, and we're putting pure, clean cultures into that milk every day. And so we have more of an opportunity to make a consistent product. And I think that's important, especially for the mozzarella, the goat cheese. A lot of these cheeses that we make, we don't want it to vary. So what what made you decide to make a raw milk cheese then after all this time? Because everybody else was making one. And I wanted to do it my, I wanted to do one. I, you know, didn't have this little cheese that you can put on the cheese board. So I, you know, just sort of saw the industry was very interested in those cheeses. And I thought, well, that's what I want to do. So I decided I had to make the decision of what kind of milk I would use. Well, cow's milk or goat's milk. Well, cow's milk is more plentiful, easier for me to get. Cow's milk it will be. Number two, what size would the cheese be? I wanted the cheese to be a size that you could buy a whole cheese but it wouldn't weigh too much. So the cheese weighs a pound and a half. Uh, the next thing I want, you know, just all these different little things that you think of. Uh, I wanted it to be a washed rind cheese because I love those. And so, you know, we just experimented and I decided that we would wash the cheese with white wine and that it just yielded a wonderful cheese. And so anyway, we just worked with it and worked with it and worked with it and tried different things. And it has turned out, I love it. My little Blanca Bianca, and my friend named it. Paula is an entrepreneur at heart. I love imagining her as a bright young woman, bold enough to go into cheesemaking, let alone take on producing one of Italy's hallmark cheeses. But then, she is from Texas, and as they say, go big or stay home. 
Fortunately, she's not just filled with big dreams. She's also an incredible pragmatist, and one who doesn't wait for things to go downhill before she considers changing course. Not many people in the States make mozzarella on a small scale, and next to no one makes it by hand. Paula does both, and she makes other cheeses too, now boasting a line of 15 or so. She has seen and weathered considerable changes in the market. When we talked about whether or not she feels competitive with the Italians in today's global mozzarella market, she proves that she's not slowing down a bit, and she may have some tricks up her sleeve yet. One thing that I've noticed in the uh, mozzarella that's made in Italy, especially the buffalo mozzarella, is they are able to spin so much water and moisture into that cheese that when you buy a ball of buffalo mozzarella, you cut into it and the plate is immediately full of water. I wish I could do that and sell more water. Ha, 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 ha.